You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. That anything is possible as an entrepreneur. The only one telling me to slow down is me. Uh, it really does come with a lot of freedom. It comes with a lot of responsibility, but it really does come with a lot of freedom and creativity. So that was Sadie Kurzban. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. This week on the podcast, I sync up with the talented and innovative fitness entrepreneur, 305 fitness founder Sadie Kurzban. When Sadie partnered with a DJ and pioneered a new fitness format that was centered around music and nonstop movement, the cardio dance party known as 305 Fitness began. She went from five people in her class to over 200. And in the last decade, she's grown 305 from a one-woman operation to a massive eight-figure business with locations in major cities and certified instructors teaching worldwide. Before we dive into the conversation, shout out to our partners at Inside Tracker. As you know, I like to be on the inside track when it comes to my health. I am a huge advocate of preventative healthcare, food as medicine, and optimizing my nutrition whenever I can, which is why Inside Tracker is my go-to when it comes to personalized nutrition based upon blood biomarker analysis and DNA. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move or use our code cheers Marnie. During our conversation, Sadie shares where it all began, the mission behind 305 Fitness, how she pivoted her brand during the pandemic and is currently staying healthy and fit. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, Leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to your Apple app wherever you listen. Click on the podcast and click on Marnie on the Move. Click on all of the episodes. Scroll through and click on five stars and leave a review. All right. On to my conversation with Sadie. Tell me a little bit about 305 Fitness. Yeah. So 305 is a dance cardio party. It's a workout that doesn't feel like a workout. The time just flies. It's cardio. So we combine hit training and moves that you might see in a bo- in a boxing class or in a boot camp class, but it's all sort of disguised as a workout because we're also dancing and moving a hundred miles an hour and moving to these live DJs that are spinning for us the whole time. So it's very, very fun. I started it right out of college in 2012. 
So I have been going at it now for a little over a decade. And yeah, I named it 305 after Miami's area code. That's okay. something that, that sometimes people don't get right away. Do, are you from Miami? I'm from Miami, yes. And and the origin story is so much about Miami because that is a place where there's a lot of confidence and sex and owning it and culture and music and partying. But it was also a really hard place to grow up being a young girl with really challenging, you know, body image standards. So um, I named it after Miami as this way to pay homage to the wonderful parts of Miami, but also create my own version of it outside of Miami. And so do you still have uh, family and friends in Miami? Yeah, absolutely. I'm there all the time. And so you ended up going to Brown, right? So you grew up in Miami and you ended up going to college at Brown. And it's so interesting. And you started right when you were out of college, right? That's right. Yeah. So, so I moved up for school. I didn't really know what I wanted to study or what I wanted to do. I have always been fascinated by education and empowering people to take tools and go make better lives for themselves. And so I, I thought I was going to be a teacher, maybe of something like history or English, but I was teaching part-time at the gym on campus and was building this big following with just lines out the door. And I found that I just felt so fulfilled in, in this physical space, being able to help people shed shame and just feel good in their skin. So that's when I was a senior. I, I thought to myself that maybe I could have a go at this and really make something of it. So I, I launched this business first as a pop-up out of dance mm-hmm. studios and bodybuilding gyms in New York City, just one hour at a time. And then eventually grew this following, hired trainers, opened up the first location in 2014. That's awesome. So now how many locations do you have? Today we have three. At the height, right before the pandemic, we had seven. So we'll see which ones we're able to reopen and open new ones along the way. Now, were you into dance and cardio as a kid? Yeah, I mean, I got into fitness for all the wrong reasons. I was, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old when I started calorie counting and using exercise as a way to purge. And so that was pretty much my, my middle school and high school years. And I was a gym rat and I was always counting calories and, you know, on the Stairmaster, on the treadmill. So I learned the basics of fitness through that lens. Right. But I learned that it could also be really empowering and fun and help heal and bring me closer to myself once I started to do group fitness classes. So starting with cycling, but making my way eventually over to Zumba. And then once I got up to the front row, then I was teaching a song at a time. And then I was teaching the classes. That's how I fell into it. And that's part of why I was so passionate about starting something was because there were so few brands and there still are that really um, empower people aren't about fat shaming, aren't about weight loss. And that's what I thought that the, the white space in the market was, was to create yeah. a brand for me and my feminist friends. One that we don't feel, you know, talked down to or minimized when we walk in one where it's not assumed that we are just there to be thin, but one where we can create an environment of no pressure and that's just shame free and no judgment. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even growing up, like that was very much the culture, no matter what, like whether it was, you know, exercise and fitness, it was like everybody was trying to burn the most calories as possible looking, you know, just in hindsight. I remember being in my teens and also running to all the cardio classes in my town and wasn't, it was about weight loss. It was about being thin. It was about all of those things. It wasn't about being healthy, being strong, being confident. How were you able to 
pivot during the pandemic. I mean, you said you had seven studios before the pandemic and then now you have four. And what have you, what, like, how did you pivot? And, you know, what did you get out of it that was positive? Yeah, for sure. The pandemic was very challenging as a fitness operator, like it was for so many people. Um, so we, we did close down some locations mm -hmm. and we focused on two other revenue streams. One of them is our virtual platform. That's been awesome because we have people in Australia, people in Japan, I mean, just all over the world taking our classes, which is really, really cool. Uh, we built out a whole little production studio and we still film every single day, some new content and it's been awesome. It's been awesome to be able to provide more revenue opportunities for our trainers, help awesome. them get exposure and just, just build this very cool on-demand virtual platform. And then we also have a train the trainer model. It's a business that we call instructor licensing because we train people who they like to dance or maybe they're a group fitness instructor looking for something else to put under their belt. And it is a license to lead our proven format. Mm -hmm. We let you use the 305 name. We give you our DJ mixes, our marketing templates, basically like your business in a box. And with that license, you can teach 305 Fitness out of your local gym, in a parking lot if you want, on Zoom with friends and family. It's so portable and so awesome. And one of our goals was, you know, uh, in some ways to help democratize entrepreneurship because so many people who have access to entrepreneurship right now, they're tech focus. They need to raise a lot of money. You know, it's all about access to capital and having an Ivy league education. And I thought that it would be so special and cool to be able to teach, you know, single moms, uh, college girls, like everyday people who are curious about entrepreneurship, how to take this proven brand and get out there and monetize it. And it's, it's been very rewarding. We have about a thousand of these instructors on our network that are teaching across 30 states right now. That's incredible. It's a great side hustle too. Like if you have a day job and you kind of just want to do something else that exactly. you're passionate about, that you love, if you love fitness, you have over a thousand fitness pros out there in the universe across 30 states teaching your classes. If you were to think about now, if you were going to launch a brand, as opposed to when you launched 305 Fitness 10 years ago, what would you do the same and what would you do differently? I would pretty much do the same in terms of the brand, what it stands for, the people that are here, the idea. I mean, one thing I would do differently is I would have waited until the pandemic was over to launch this whole thing because having been a business through it was really, it, it was brutal and it still is brutal. Even with all of the chaos that there was, even being here in New York City, we didn't open our studios for 16 months. We had zero revenue coming in, but that doesn't mean that we didn't owe rent and taxes and everything else, all the bills that accrue. So I would say that, you know, that's, that's luck, but that would definitely be, do, do, that would be something that I would uh, do differently. You know, we focused a lot on brick and mortar expansion. It was what we were doing really well for a long time. So potentially I would have thought about virtual earlier, you know, would have been of course hard to predict everything that happened. Right. But of course, having to undo some of those studios that we worked so hard to build, that was pretty painful. But the concept, the meat and bones of what we have is just yeah. so good. You know, sometimes it's timing, but I do believe that the meat and bones of what we have is so special and so good. And now when you started, you were teaching. Are you still teaching? I am still teaching. I taught this morning. It's my favorite part of the job. I was going to ask you, what's your favorite part of, of your job and of being an entrepreneur? Yes, it's totally my favorite part of the job. 
you know, I, I also like the, the anything is possible as an entrepreneur. The only one telling me to slow down is me. Uh, it really does come with a lot of freedom. It comes with a lot of responsibility, but it really does come with a lot of freedom and creativity. So the fact that, you know, my days are never the same, that I can go as hard or as slow as I want to go. All of those are right. great perks to being my own business owner. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's not without risks and stress and everything else, but you have to, I think as an entrepreneur, it's like, you know, you get to do what you love. Uh, it's not always easy, but at least you love it. <laughs> and that's why I always come back to that as an entrepreneur. For sure. What is your personal fitness routine? Like, are you also doing your own classes or do you do other things? Yeah. So the workout, because it's cardio and dancing and it's not very instructional, it's more easy to follow, you know, it's kind of monkey see monkey do. So the instructor is doing the whole class. So it is a workout. It is like high impact, high energy cardio. So that when I teach and I teach about four or five times a week, that's my cardio for the week. That's it's like going on a 45 minute jog. And then sometimes I'll do weight training, stretching. I'm a big fan of stretching, foam rolling, myofascial release. All that stuff is so important. I, I feel like, yeah, you talk about being 90 and doing that. I will be 90 and telling every, like foam rolling and massaging everybody. I just think it's so important. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of myofascial massage. And also it's painful, but it, I feel like I call my massage therapist the fixer and I go to him and I'm like, I need to be realigned and I'm totally not, it is not a feel good massage. And he'll, he gets so upset when I say that, but I'm like, it's not, it's, it's, you're basically putting my body back together. Tune up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. exactly. And then what about your health and wellness and, you know, mental health and relaxation? I mean, it's been a tough two years and as an entrepreneur, it's also probably been a tough 10 years, also joyous and fun, but what do you do to kind of say, stay mentally sane and mentally chill or yeah, you know, I'm so lucky. I have so many techniques under the tool belt um, that I've learned through the years in running this business and meeting interesting people who engage in these kinds of practices. So I have a whole lot and it really depends on the mood, the season, how disciplined and motivated I'm feeling. And that could be anything as waking up early and just writing two minutes of stream of consciousness in my journal or meditating. It could be napping in the middle of the day, it could be drinking water listening to music, dancing, but I try to make sure that my self-care is fun and not um, like another thing that I have to do. If I'm in that territory where I'm feeling burdened by it, then, then I start to ask myself if there's a different approach that I need to take. That's awesome. And so what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs that are looking to get into the fitness industry at this stage of the game? I, I think it's a really hard time to see through right now. Um, brick and mortar is growing in uh, markets outside of the big cities, but not in big cities. Virtual is not growing, but it was like, you know, the the poster child of every investor last year. So it's it's kind of hard to know what moves to make right now, but there's always opportunity. And there's even more opportunity in the face of something as chaotic as the pandemic. You have so many storefronts that shuttered that probably spent a million dollars to open up their spaces. Right. And Things that might not have been possible two years ago may be very possible right now. So I see a lot of opportunity for entrepreneurs. That's why I said if I could do it again, I would just start it all over. But now and not two years ago, I, I do think actually that there's a lot of opportunity. Unclear what it is in fitness right now. And we'll really see as consumers start to get outside again and feel more comfortable what 
how actual consumer behavior shakes out, not just what analysts yeah. believe will happen. Yeah. But we'll learn that in the next year. And I think that it's a great time to get started. Like, are you seeing that personally in your own classes that virtual is not growing? Because I would think, yeah. Yeah, our virtual platform is, it's more or less steady. It has been really since the start of the pandemic. We saw a yeah. really big lift in 2020. And then in 2021, things were just pretty flat. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm remarking on that because of Peloton and Beachbody, which have millions of subscribers, how they've had to adjust their earnings and their expectations. Yes, I saw something today. That kind yeah. Of, yeah. So. And so. It's hard to know what's going to grow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like just from, I haven't done anything. I haven't gone to any classes. I have just been doing all my own stuff and everything I do is now digital, but that's just me. I like the digital because I don't have to go anywhere. So it's like saves 30 minutes on each end for me. So I like virtual right. classes and it makes it my life so much easier. And then I can like also, I like virtual classes that are live. So I'm accountable. And then I also don't need to travel anywhere in New York City to get there. So that that's right. my preference. But from all of your exercise and training, do you take any lessons from the dedication and work that you do there into your business? Absolutely. And so much of it in, at 305 is around joy, really. So I try to make sure that at work, that I'm having fun every day, Right. that I'm like lightening the mood. If things start to feel too serious, it's just dance cardio. You know, it's yeah. okay. We're just here to have fun. So I, I do. I try to take the lightness and the fun and the spontaneity that I feel in class and bring that to other parts of my life that can start to feel really serious and rigid. Yeah. And what are some songs on your playlist right now? Oh gosh, what I know. a great question. <laughs> so so the one of the cool things about 305 is genuinely the DJs mix live. And right. so I don't know what's going to be played when I step into the room, which oh, is like cool. the, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. We train instructors and in how to improvise and put moves together. And then we train DJs sort of separately. So it's super cool when it comes together. Um, personally, though, I'm a big fan of disco and house music. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm listening to most of the time. Something with a dance beat. Cool. Well, I, I know I have to come take one of your classes. I have to get over my agoraphobia right now. For sure, for sure. Well, you, you've been running outside, I, I go outside. Oh, yes. Anything, I will do anything outside. I will, like, eat dinner outside in New York City with a heat lamp. So are your studios are not just in New York City, though? New York and D.C. right New now. New York and D.C. Cool. Yeah. So we have uh, – D.C. is one of our top – 10 cities so uh, nice. shout out people in dc listening to this that want to go to 305 fitness i'll put a link yes. into your website what's coming in the future for 305 fitness i know we kind of touched upon that and you're in this like sort of holding pattern just exactly we have we have our three revenue streams and and we'll see which one of them grow hopefully all of them do and hopefully when one doesn't grow another one is growing and we're able to to manage the storm but my, my dream for 305 has always been that every teenage girl experiences her first fitness class as in an environment as positive, uplifting, and empowering as 305. So it's all about expansion and impact and how many people we can reach. I would love to see that with more certified instructors. I would love to grow our number yeah. from 1,000 instructors to 25,000 in the next few years. And I also think that the potential for virtual and for studios is, is still very real. So We'll see right now, right now, uh, waiting for the world to turn back on, considering other geographies like Austin and Miami and markets that are a little bit more open 
and just uh, just really cheering on New York and hoping that we can have a strong rebound this year. That's awesome. This has been so great. Are you on now? I'm sure you're on TikTok. Like your your brand is on TikTok. I am. Yeah. Yes, we're at 305 Fitness on TikTok on Instagram. Yeah, the okay. fun one. Yeah, totally. Well, this has been so great. I thank you so much for for hopping on the podcast. My pleasure. It was really great to meet you. Same thank here. Thank you so much, Marnie. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 